Welcome to St Paul's Cathedral for this service of Evensong on the first Sunday after Trinity. Wherever you're joining us from, we're delighted to share with you in this time of worship. Some words from our psalm for today. O oh, put your trust in God, for I will yet give him thanks, who is the help of my countenance and my God. shall show forth thy praise. It was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised.
Here begins the 21st chapter of the first book of Samuel. David came to Nob, to the priest Ahimelech. Ahimelech came trembling to meet David and said to him, Why are you alone and no one with you? David said to the priest Ahimelech, The king has charged me with a matter and said to me, No one must know anything of the matter about which I send you and with which I have charged you. I have made an appointment with the young men for such and such a place. Now then, what have you at hand? Give me five loaves of bread or whatever is here. The priest answered David, I have no ordinary bread at hand, only holy bread, provided that the young men have kept themselves from women. David answered the priest, Indeed, women have been kept from us as always when I go on an expedition. The vessels of the young men are holy, even when it is a common journey. How much more today will their vessels be holy? So the priest gave him the holy bread, for there was no bread there except the bread of the presence, which is removed from before the Lord to be replaced by hot bread on the day it is taken away. Now a certain man of the servants of Saul was there that day, detained before the Lord. His name was Doeg the Edomite, the chief of Saul's shepherds. David said to Ahimelech, Is there no spear or sword here with you? I did not bring my sword or my weapons with me, because the king's business required haste. The priest said, The sword of Goliath the Philistine, whom you killed in the valley of Elah, is here, wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. If you will take that, take it, for there is none here except that one. David said, There is none like it. Give it to me. David rose and fled that day from Saul. He went to King Achish of Gath. The servants of Achish said to him, is this not David, the king of the land? Did they not sing to one another of him in dances? Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands. David took these words to heart and was very much afraid of King Achish of Gath. So he changed his behaviour before them. He pretended to be mad when in their presence. He scratched marks on the doors of the gate and let his spittle run down his beard. Achish said to his servants, Look, you see the man is mad. Why then have you brought him to me? Do I lack madmen that you have brought this fellow to play the madman in my presence? Shall this fellow come into my house? Here ends the first lesson.
begins the 14th verse of the 11th chapter of the Gospel according to Luke. Jesus was casting out a demon that was mute. When the demon had gone out, the one who had been mute spoke, and the crowds were amazed. But some of them said, He casts out demons by Beelzebul, the ruler of the demons. Others, to test him, kept demanding from him a sign from heaven. But he knew what they were thinking and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself becomes a desert, and house falls on house. If Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that I cast out the demons by Beelzebul. Now if I cast out the demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your exorcists cast them out? Therefore they will be your judges. But if it is by the finger of God that I cast out the demons, then the kingdom of God has come to you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his castle, his property is safe. But when one stronger than he attacks him and overpowers him, he takes away his armour in which he trusted and divides his plunder. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it wanders through waterless regions looking for a resting place, but not finding any, it says, I will return to my house from which I came. When it comes, it finds it swept and put in order. Then it goes and brings seven other spirits, more evil than itself, and they enter and live there. And the last state of that person is worse than the first. While he was saying this, a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast that nursed you. But he said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Here ends the second lesson.
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Maybe. 
every kingdom divided against itself becomes a desert, and house falls on house. May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The relationship between Saul, the first king of Israel, and David, his successor, both of whom we have encountered again today, was a complex one, full of twists and turns. The prophet Samuel had anointed Saul king at a time when the tribes of Israel were under attack from their Philistine neighbours. Under his leadership, the twelve tribes of Israel united to repel the Philistine threat. Saul was aided in his endeavours by the youthful David, who was both a fearsome warrior and a skilled musician. He famously killed the Philistine giant Goliath with a simple sling and a pebble, and at night, when the strains and stresses of regal authority threatened to overwhelm Saul, he calmed him through the playing of the lyre. Together Saul, David, and Saul's son Jonathan with whom David was very close, achieved much for their people in those tumultuous times in which they lived. And yet, this creative relationship was undermined by Saul's growing jealousy of David, fueled in part by the songs of the people. Saul has killed his thousands, and David his tens of thousands. Such was Saul's anger that he wished David dead, and so David was forced to flee from Saul's presence, and for many years lived the itinerant life of a wanted man in the hills of southern Judea. It is from this chapter in his life, when David is forced to beg for food from priests and seek refuge in the courts of other kings, that we have heard again today from the first book of Samuel. The enmity between David and Saul ultimately destroyed everything that they had achieved together. The Philistines, mindful that David no longer supported Saul, resumed their attacks. Saul and Jonathan were killed in battle, and the kingdom that Saul had forged from the twelve tribes of Israel was torn in two. It was many years before David, bereft at the death of Saul and Jonathan, with whose lives his had been bound up, was able to reunite the kingdom of Judah and Israel. The story of Saul and David is a powerful illustration of the truth of our Lord's declaration, which we have also heard again today, that every kingdom divided against itself becomes a desert, and house falls on house. Divided, we will fall, but united, we will grow and prosper. In these difficult and challenging times, when the future is so uncertain, and we are increasingly wearied by the limitations of this pandemic, it is more important than ever that we heed the lessons of history and remain united, for therein lies our salvation.
during the past few months that community spirit and care one for another that many feared had been lost forever has come to the fore. Communities have rallied to support their vulnerable neighbours. Scientists from across our world have come together to search for both a cure and a vaccine. People have volunteered their spare time to help a variety of organisations. Households have gathered on their doorsteps week after week to show their appreciation for our National Health Service. All this is a cause for great rejoicing and a source of hope in these dark days. Thus, as we struggle onwards, let us pray that we will never, like Saul or the crowds who grumbled at all the good that Jesus did, allow jealousy or fear to threaten the unity we have forged. But rather, let us journey onward into God's future, trusting that God is with us and that all ultimately will be well. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, you have called us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ, to continue his work of reconciliation and reveal you to the world. Forgive us the sins which tear us apart. Give us the courage to overcome our fears and to seek that unity which is your gift and your will. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. We pray for God's holy people throughout the world and within the Anglican Communion. We pray today for the Church in Myanmar and for Stephen, their Bishop. We pray too for the Church in Denmark and for Mariana, their Bishop. For our Diocese of London, for Sarah, our Bishop, and our area Bishops and on this day for the priests and people of the Hounslow Deanery and for Sarah their area dean. We pray for the people of the world, for the peace and stability of the nations, for those in positions of authority and power, that they might use their influence for the betterment of others, for the suffering and the oppressed, especially those whose lives are wounded and marred by the prejudice and cruelty of others. For the sick and the sorrowful, particularly those suffering with the effects of the coronavirus or the resultant pattern of life that we must now follow. We pray for ourselves, for our loved ones and friends, and for those whose needs weigh heavily upon us. May the Lord support us all the day long, till the shades lengthen and the evening comes, and the busy world is hushed and the fever of life is over, and our work is done. Then in his mercy may he give us a safe lodging, and a holy rest, and peace at the last. Amen.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.